Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What do you do if you have military plans and your partner is unsure about them? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, boyfriend wants me to give up my dogs. I'm a 38-year-old female and have been with my 37-year-old male boyfriend for a year and a half. At this point in our lives, we're not dating for fun. We talk about kids and marriage. However, the last two months and today in particular, he's been telling me he hates my two dogs and will only move forward if I get rid of them. I've had my dogs for years, well before knowing him, but even still, I would never give them up to a shelter. He claims he's slightly allergic and won't take medicine, but I honestly believe it's because he has two cats who he said would never be the same again. I'm angry and left his house. It's been a year and a half. You knew I had dogs. You shouldn't have even dated me. Also, the nerve to ask me to give up my dogs is ridiculous. He says I'm in the wrong and it's not him who's making the decision to possibly break up. I came with two dogs. It was well known. This is all on him. I have offered every solution possible to have this work out for us, and his answer is just no. Do I just forget about the last year and a half and the future I thought we would have? Or do I stay and hope for the best? What a way to begin the Christmas weekend. I mean, I can't lie, if I were in OP's position, this would be a deal breaker for me. I'm not going to give up my dogs. I think that's just a ridiculous thing to say, especially when they knew you had dogs getting into this relationship. I think it is pretty obvious that they're trying to push the dogs out of the picture so they can bring their cats into the full focus center. I don't know how salvageable this really is. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my sister spent 40000 of savings in 4 months. My sister, 27, is, to put it mildly, an agent of chaos. She has some mild learning difficulties, but is also just really bad with money and has an innate ability to never make good decisions. After pushing my whole family away for years, in part because they can be a bit overbearing, but also because she had a girlfriend to support her instead, she came back and expected our full support once she left. While dating her girlfriend, she persuaded my parents she wanted and could be trusted with her savings that she would pay her rent and bills and keep the money for if she lost her job. Four months later and she has spent every penny. We know it was there when her girlfriend left because she showed my mom the statements. I literally have no idea how she spent it so quickly. She hasn't been on holiday or anything. The only thing I can think of is she has splashed it on nights out with friends or been scammed out of it by someone. Maybe a combination of both, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so angry. She earns minimum wage and that was money my parents and grandparents saved through hard times to give to her. And she has just spent it on nothing. Her job is totally insecure, ends this month, and now she has no buffer if she can't make rent. She was handed what could have been the deposit for a flat, a lifeline, a huge leg up in life. 
and she just spent it on nothing. I'd even understand more if she'd spent it on luxury clothing or some fancy trip to Dubai, but it's just spent on nothing much as far as I can tell. I have no idea why she would do this. That's all there was, so it's not like my parents can give her more. My parents are so stressed and upset about this because she now is incredibly financially vulnerable, but are convinced it's because of her learning difficulties. But I know she knows better. She's not that stupid. I'm not sure I can just leave her, but I also really don't know how many more times she can pull something like this and not have to deal with the consequences. My main questions are A. Should I give her some money so she can keep her flat once her job ends? B. How do you maintain a relationship with someone so heck-bent on ruining their own life? Admittedly, I've never been the best with building up a balance in the bank, but I've certainly never been in the business of leaving myself with so little money that I'm in danger of really having some serious issues. Spending 40000 in four months and not even really having anything to show for it? That is quite incredible, alarming, and the kind of behavior that I think needs some kind of rehabilitation. I mean, she did that making minimum wage? It's one thing if you spend 40000 in four months if you're making millions if you're a basketball player or something. Bottom line, this isn't even OP's responsibility to worry and stress about. Their parents allowed this to happen? I really don't see how OP steps in here and asserts themselves in a situation that's not even supposed to be theirs to fix. Our next story is my boyfriend and ex, 27-year-old male with the same name, both lied to me about getting a job when neither had ever even applied. Do I, 27-year-old female, bring this out in them? My ex and I, 27, broke up because he lied to me about getting a job. We were living together and he wasn't working. We agreed that if he didn't get a job, any job in the next 30 days, he would move out. On the 30th day, he told me he managed it. He had applied as an Uber Eats driver, gotten accepted, and would start soon. He just needed to receive an ID in the mail. One week passed. No mail. Two weeks. No mail. He said he inquired about it. Week three. No mail. It felt off, so I asked him if he even got accepted to the job, and he confessed that he had never even applied. He said he lied from a deep shame of letting his depression prevent him from doing simple things like applying for work. As a girlfriend, I can work with depression and shame. I stayed with him through two years of it, but once lying starts, I'm done. I ended our relationship of three years, and a few months later began dating my boyfriend, who knew why I broke up with my ex. Also, fun fact, they had the same name. He was very different from my ex. My ex and I never fought. But my boyfriend and I had crazy spiraling fights because a trauma from his ex made him very fearful I would lie or cheat. I ended it after five months. He sent me a letter saying that it was his fault and he would do XYZ to make it work if we tried again. One reason he gave was that his life was changing for the better. One thing being, I'm going to start working at a hospital as a part-time job. I agreed to try again and I asked him on our first day back together how it was going at his hospital job. He said that he still had to hear back from them if he got the job. I got very upset because it seemed so similar to my ex. I made big relationship decisions like living together or getting back together, partly based on info they gave me about their work. My boyfriend said I had interpreted his phrase, I'm going to start working at a hospital incorrectly. He meant he applied and would probably get accepted, but I took it as him already having a start date. I let him convince me that I'd read into his words incorrectly and that my intense feeling that something was off 
was coming from my ex-trauma. The coming weeks, I asked if he had heard a decision from the hospital. He said no, that that was weird, and that he would follow up with them. A month and a half later, things started going bad. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. With us again, and he confessed that it was his fault because he was stressed from living a lie. He had never even applied to the hospital. He said that he intended to do it right after sending me the letter, but was too stressed to do so. Then, hearing I wanted to get back together, he was distracted. Then he was ashamed. Two boys of the same name lying to me for weeks about waiting to hear back from a job when neither ever even applied, and their reasoning being shame. Am I partly to blame in this dynamic? Could there be something about me that makes my boyfriends fear my judgment? with the only option being to lie? If I am partly to blame, does it make their lies forgivable? This is definitely not OP's fault. OP just happened to find two guys with the same exact name that are honestly shameful in their own right. I mean, if trying to be an adult and have an adult relationship is cause for saying you're at fault, then sure, OP's completely at fault. I would just say the next time OP gets in a relationship, same name or not, make sure they have a job before actually getting into the relationship. Our next story is Christmas gift giving advice. My wife, 28, was talking with my mom and my mom mentioned an expensive bag, like $300, that she really likes and my mom never ever mentions expensive gifts she wants. So my wife brought up getting the bag for her for Christmas. Because of the price, I was never expecting us to get the gift solely and thought we would split it with my two brothers to be $100 a piece. I didn't reach out to them for a while, and I finally did and they were interested, but now my wife is upset, as it turns out she wanted to get the gift solely and she wanted me to reach out to them to let them know that we're getting a bigger gift this year, so they weren't thrown off when she opened it. How should I go about reaching out to my brothers to tell them that we're actually going to be getting the gift and they're out of it now? It's been about 4 days since I texted them and there's been no convo with them about it since they said they were in. I mean, you probably should have been honest with them the second you decided to pivot. At the time of this post going up, Christmas was three days away. So, um, probably invent a time machine and go back four days and tell them back then? Even then, it's so close to Christmas, they probably should already have had things planned on their own. Our next story is, I don't want to spend Christmas with my boyfriend's family who wishes I was his ex. I, female 20, have been with my boyfriend, male 21, for almost three years now. We've spent three Christmases together. I come from a very broken home. I live with my dad and it's just me and him. We hardly speak to each other. It's basically like we're roommates. 
I barely keep in touch with my mom and have siblings I haven't spoken to in years. My boyfriend, on the other hand, still lives at home as well, except he lives with his mom, dad, two brothers, and two sisters. All siblings are ages 19 to 28. He has a very tight-knit and loving family. He also has extended family that lives out of state, but frequently visits for holidays and events. For ease of understanding, I'm going to name my boyfriend Brian. For some backstory, I want to make it clear his family does not like me. I don't think they necessarily dislike me, but they used to at least. Brian and his ex dated for six years. They were high school sweethearts in each other's first everythings. She is super close with his family, and in the beginning of me and Brian's relationship, she was still coming over regularly to hang out with his mom and sisters. Because of this, I would not come around when she was there. I didn't expect for them to just drop her as a family friend because it made me uncomfortable, but I do have enough respect for myself to not put myself in that kind of situation. It was very clear to me for a number of reasons that she was still very much not over Brian. I could name some scenarios and some questionable social media posts, but I don't want to get overly specific, as I want this to stay as anonymous as possible. Just know it was very obvious to me she was still interested in Brian, and she was who his family wanted him to be with. In the beginning of the relationship, this is something we fought over a lot. I was not comfortable with his ex being around as frequently as she was, but it is happening less and less now as time goes on. This is the big reason his family does not like me as far as I'm aware. They really just would rather him be with her. It was to the point where when I would walk in the front door of his house with him and say hello to his mom and sisters sitting on the couch, they would not even look at me. They would not respond to me, only to him. This is what makes it difficult for me to be around these people. It's been like this for so long. I try, but at some point I just feel like I'm in a lifetime competition with his ex. That's what fast forwards me to today. Me and Brian were talking about the plans for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and he's planning on spending both days with his family. His ex will not be there, by the way. I don't think him wanting to spend it with them is unfair, but I'm not interested in spending another holiday surrounded by people who don't like me. I just feel so alone when I'm there. It's painfully obvious they don't want me there. I know it's not his fault I don't have my own family to spend Christmas with, but I'd rather just spend the holiday by myself than cry in his bathroom wondering how I can get these people to like me. I don't know what to do. I don't want to go. It's Christmas for me too and I'd rather just stay home. The problem is I've talked to Brian before about how difficult it is for me to be with his family under these circumstances and it hasn't gone well. His family is very important to him and he wants to be with someone who, in his words, at least tries to get along with them. He doesn't understand or relate to the home situation I come from and has previously even told me he's considered leaving me because of my poor relationship with them. So do I suck it up and just go? I bought everyone gifts. I'm really trying here. It's just such an exhausting and lonely feeling dealing with this every holiday, all because I don't have anywhere else to go. Not to mention, Brian's kind of hinted he thinks I'm just being petty on occasions where I've decided not to attend his other family event just to stay home. I just feel so misunderstood with the whole thing. Honestly, it doesn't sound like they want OP there. When OP's left feeling like, I don't know what to do, I'd rather just stay home. Maybe it is for the best that they just stay home. I think the real issue here is Brian won't get on OP's side. I just don't understand how somebody could see their family treat their partner so crappy for no reason and not say or do anything to stand up for them. 
Our next story is my daughter's 27-year-old female boyfriend, 35-year-old male, is a bum. So my daughter, 27-year-old female, is a successful nurse and her boyfriend, 36-year-old male, is a bum. He sometimes works enough to pay half the bills, but nothing steady. They have a three-month-old baby and boyfriend's been out of work for two months. He sits on the sofa watching sports and playing video games all day and night while every business around us is hiring. They've been dating for almost four years and he's in and out of work the whole time. He has no motivation. He's totally content mooching off of my daughter. She wants to save money and buy a house, and that just isn't going to happen if she has to support him. She complains about it a lot. I don't want her to think I hate her baby's dad, but I want to tell her how deeply concerned I am. Any advice on how I might do that? So when she's complaining about it, is she complaining just to complain about it or is she Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Asking for advice. I mean, obviously, you don't want to try to blow up their relationship and dump on the guy, but I think it doesn't hurt to say, do you want my honest opinion and advice? Even if it's something you might not want to hear? Or do you just want to vent about it and I'm totally here for you either way? Our next story is, I, 24-year-old female, paid for rent for an entire year. My boyfriend, 27-year-old male, and I are breaking up when our lease ends. Should I ask him to pay me back his half since I'm starting school again soon? We've been together for three years. My boyfriend, 27-year-old male, and I, 24-year-old female, are breaking up when our lease ends on January 30th, 2024. If you want to know why, you can read my other post on here, but it's mostly due to me withholding information on who I slept with while we were broken up. He didn't find out, I told him. The thing is, I've been covering rent this whole year under the premise that next year, he would be covering complete rent, since we would be in a different financial situation. I want to be specific so I can gain objective insight on whether or not asking him for retroactive pay is fair. Our situation now, I make about $7,000 per month after taxes, no student loans, no car note, he makes about $4,400 per month after taxes, with a $1,300 monthly student loan, no car note, our rent is $2,200. The plan was I would continue my education and work less hours while he picks up a job that would require both of us to stay home and help out. The job is having several disabled individuals live in our home and take care of their daily needs. The job would have amounted to maybe $9,000 a month and the house we would have rented for maybe $3,000 a month. We are obviously not going through with that plan anymore. He's moving back in with his brother and will relatively make the same money he is now. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'll move back in with my sister or live by myself. I'm still planning on going to school in a couple of months, which will inevitably require me to work less hours, maybe only two shifts a month. I will be needing help with rent because of this, since I'm also financing my school. Can't take out loans, I'm a DACA recipient. Before we moved in together, we did talk about the possibility of breaking up. He said if we were to break up, he would pay me back his half in monthly payments for every month I paid for rent. While we are amicable at this time, I feel mostly in the wrong for the demise of our relationship. He is choosing to leave me. 
I did not cheat, but I did ruin the trajectory of our future together. If I didn't need the money, I wouldn't ask. But as I'm starting to plan what my future will be like post-breakup, I think I will be needing it. Should I ask him? And if so, how do I approach it without adding salt to the wound of us already breaking up on top of everything? Should I leave it alone and figure out how to make ends meet other ways? You know, I feel like it's more of like an assurance he gave you to try to get you more on board, and I doubt if you're gonna break up, you really should be expecting that you're going to get that money back. I mean, you can ask, but how many people in a similar situation do you think ended up actually getting that money back? Our next story is my 19-year-old male girlfriend, 19-year-old female of 7 months sister, 19-year-old female, tried to kiss me thinking I wouldn't know it was her. Should I tell my girlfriend, edit, I'm 19-year-old male? Last night I was at my girlfriend's home. We were waiting for some of her friends to come and hang out. We were in her room. My girlfriend went to the bathroom and like two minutes later, her twin entered the room. She came close to me trying to kiss me. I was using my phone, so at first I didn't notice her clothes were different, but as she brought her face close to mine, she did like a giggle that was completely different from how my girlfriend laughs, and I also noticed she was wearing different clothes. I was like, huh, what? Totally confused. She laughed and left. Took me a few minutes to realize what just happened. I didn't tell my girlfriend because it would have messed up the hangout, and also I was kind of in disbelief still. It's really only today that I processed what the freak happened. Should I tell her, knowing it'll probably stir up a lot of drama, or stay quiet and let it go? I think it's for the best OP tells her, even if it's gonna start a bunch of drama. I mean, that seems like the kind of thing you want to just be upfront and out there about before it can somehow turn around and bite you in the butt for keeping quiet about it. Our next story is... I, 28-year-old male, am moving after the military and my girlfriend, 24-year-old female, is uneasy about my plans. I'm separating from the military in 5 months. I've been dating my current girlfriend, 24-year-old female, for 3 months. I made it clear from our first date onward that I plan on moving out of the state when I'm done with the military. It was very unexpected to say the least, but things have progressed to it being a more serious relationship. We are very compatible and I couldn't ask for a better partner. The move is the issue. I'm open to seeing where the relationship takes us. I would regret not progressing. I have been open about my intent to move, but it appears that her mindset around it has been changing a bit. She doesn't plan on staying here either, but is unsure where she would want to go. I have been clear that I want to move to a certain area that is collocated with my friends and the type of industry that I intend to work in. This is the first time in my life I've been fully free to choose the parameters of where I go. Her mentality is changing to a, let's look at different places together, if everything is still going well when I move, and decide on a best fit for both people to live at. This makes me uneasy as I don't really want to compromise on my intended area and plans. I realize that that is stubborn and inflexible, but she entered into dating me knowing my intent and plans. I don't want to compromise and stray from what will make me happy after the military. My heart is telling me to move closer to my friends and the jobs I've been looking at there. I believe that if I compromise, it will lead to resentment and unhappiness, especially after leaving the military and sense of belonging that comes with that. Should I follow my gut and stand firm in my plans, or potentially compromise on my next location and career to continue in my relationship? I want to ensure that I am true to my goals while keeping her feelings in mind. I also don't want to leave it until last minute, have no plan, no job, and panic. I would be open to trying long distance for a while, 
but I also don't want her to move to a place she doesn't want to go to either. Thanks in advance, Reddit. I think OP can be firm and set in their decisions and express that, and ultimately if it doesn't work for her, you can't force her to go along with you. I mean, at the very worst, you were very clear about your intentions the whole time, so it's not like this is some inflexible bombshell that you're dropping on her. As perfect as you say you guys are, this might be the one thing that you're not perfect for each other with. This next story is, I'm 22 year old female, scared my boyfriend, 21 year old male, doesn't like having sex with me. Okay, so I've known my boyfriend since September. We met on an app that connects people who are going to the same uni. So we started talking since we would be at the same campus and one thing led to another. At first we weren't together officially, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend and we weren't exclusive. I guess it was a situationship where we were talking and just hooking up. Back then he wanted to hook up basically every time we saw each other. He was my first time so I was new to it and was nervous every time we did it so I was a bit more hesitant. Now we're officially boyfriend and girlfriend since two months ago, and now that we're together, it feels easier to hook up with him and show that side of me, but it doesn't seem like he wants to hook up with me that much. I don't know what it is or if it's me or what, but it feels like hooking up with me is a lot of work for him. There's been a few times where he's asked me to leave the room and wait in the kitchen so he can do things by himself. It's currently happening right now. I'm in the kitchen waiting for him to be done doing that, not to mention 10 minutes ago I was implying that I wanted to hook up with him and he said he's tired or later, which doesn't mean later, it means no, but now he's doing that solo. He says that he likes hooking up with me and I do do it for him, but sometimes he just wants to do things alone, which I guess is fine. We do sometimes hook up a lot and then other times we don't. I feel like I'm this weirdo who wants it all the time and then when I ask, 7 out of 10 times I get rejected and he goes by himself instead. It's like we have to do it on his schedule. Like I know both parties need to want to do it, but it's always like when he wants and then because I know it doesn't happen a lot I say yes, when I want it, it most likely will be a no. I hope I'm making sense. It makes me confused what happened from the beginning to now. This is also my first relationship so I don't know if this is normal or not. I just wish I felt like he wanted me more and that I don't have to beg him to touch me. I think I just need some advice on how to proceed. Honestly, I feel like I've heard and seen this thing pop up a lot when somebody has an addiction to the solo stuff and the material they use. I don't think OP's doing anything wrong here, I doubt it's actually OP themselves. I think their partner's just a little too addicted to the alone time. This next story is, need help with conflicting Christmas Eve dinner traditions. Hello everybody, I'm 26 year old female, my wife is 31 year old female, we've been together for 7 years total. We're having issues trying to balance the Christmas Eve traditions, it'll be easier for everybody to get a grasp if I explain the different traditions. I come from an Italian family. Our Christmas Eve tradition has always been a major event. Extended family gathering when possible and a special formal dinner. It's the Feast of the Seven Fishes traditional Italian dinner, where you have a ton of appetizers and main courses featuring seven different types of fish, like crab cakes, lobster bisque, calamari, shrimp scampi, oven-baked salmon, bacon-wrapped scallops, and so on. To me, the tradition has always been about being together and eating delicious seafood. In fact, as I got older and stopped seeing extended family every year, my immediate family kept the fish tradition but scaled it back to eating takeout from Red Lobster, and we just ate an odd number of fish total. I'm saying this to clarify that I don't expect a full formal dinner in best dress. 
My wife's family was always a lot more laid back with their Christmas Eve dinner. They would hang out together and order pizza, Casanos for anybody who knows what that is. They still spend the night together, but they don't put the energy into having a major meal put together, which is completely fair and understandable. The important thing is that you're spending the time together as a family and having fun. My wife and I moved across the country a few years back and now live near her parents. The first year with them, we did a major formal dinner with shrimp cocktail, glazed salmon, crab cakes, and some other dishes. The next year, my in-laws excitedly announced they had purchased frozen pizza kits from Casano's that they could just heat up in the oven Christmas Eve. There's not a Casano's restaurant in our state, so they had to be special ordered and shipped frozen. I have nothing against pizza as a tradition, but I specifically do not like Casano's. I find it a bit too salty and don't care for the sauce flavor. This is well known by my wife's family, and they tease me about it regularly for having poor taste. I figure that since we did a major fish dinner last year, it was more than fair that they do what they wanted this time for the main meal. Because I do not like the pizza and wanted to keep my tradition alive, I told them that I would be bringing a salmon to cook in the oven, as well as shrimp cocktail and stuffed deviled crabs to share. I specified that I was bringing everything to share only after finding out that they had ordered frozen pizzas they know I do not really like. I mean no disrespect to their traditions at all and would have just brought shrimp cocktail, bacon-wrapped scallops, and calamari as finger food snacks if they had chosen a pizza as the main meal that I'd also liked. I was also told that bringing food was not an issue, and that I was more than welcome to trade using the oven between heating up pizzas. The only reason I brought salmon instead of all appetizers was because I knew I needed a main meal, so I got enough food for medication I take. But what ended up happening is that mother-in-law got upset that I made the house smell like a fish market, and locked herself in the bedroom for an hour. She finally came out to put my fish in the fridge and spray air freshener. My wife took me out to see nearby Christmas light displays because I was on the edge of a panic attack. I was diagnosed as ADHD with autistic tendencies and have a tendency to shut down and panic in high conflict settings, so my wife did amazing by removing me from the situation with a disguised excuse that was still in the spirit of the holidays. When we got back, the mood was still pretty sour, and everybody just kind of went to bed. This year, neither my wife nor I have heard anything about Christmas Eve food plans. We are going to be spending the day and staying the night with them because they're leaving to visit family in another state on Christmas Day. I've been patiently waiting, but not having any communication was starting to stress me out. I finally reached out and said, what's the plan for Christmas Eve dinner? I can bring some seafood-based appetizers for everybody if you have something already planned. Mother-in-law responded that we would talk later, and that she doesn't want the house getting smelly before they leave. That was a few days ago, and she hasn't said anything since. I'm trying really hard to be relaxed about my tradition. I would be happy bringing just one seafood dish to share as a munchy food like fried calamari. Or if we did take out Chinese, I'd be happy with shrimp lo mein or something similar. Or we could do surf and turf, or even white sauce pizza with shrimp on top. I'd be down for anything as long as some type of seafood is eaten with others. Can anybody please recommend how to handle this? Both my wife and I are stressed out and want to have a good holiday while respecting everybody's traditions, but we're unsure of how to go about trying to bring it up. I feel like maybe the wife should have a heart-to-heart with the mother-in-law and try to understand what the issue truly is here and if there is any compromise to be had. I mean, it sounds like they're very guarded. 
The way she's saying, well, I don't want my house to get smelly before we leave, kind of sounds almost like a don't even show up if you're going to try to do something like that. I mean, the fact that you haven't even heard anything about the Christmas Eve party, and at the time of OP posting this, it's five days to Christmas, I feel like that in itself says a lot about how much they even want to entertain you being there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.